Bab, bab, bab. Okay, so today's show is uh, a special gift to you guys for being so patient uh, with me having to take a couple weeks off of the podcast. Thank you. I got a lot of very concerned messages. People are like, wait a second, Whitney's not, you know, overextending herself. And how, if her workaholism has somehow minimized, people are like, was there an intervention? I, I truly just... I needed to just, you know, deal with having a little bit of burnout. I have a very full-time job these days, guys, doing other people's podcasts for free. Uh, I'm slammed <laughs> with being a guest on other people's. I really have to learn how to say no. Today is going to be an ad-free episode, okay? It's the porn legend Riley Reed, famous adult performer. I'm not sure what we're even supposed to call them. Uh, she's won 45 awards. That's a wild amount of awards. And once I met her, I realized why. She's an absolute charmer. Super funny. She actually she came to my house for the premiere of the OnlyFans TV roast, the one of me. Do you remember, Pat? And she came in and I don't, these porn stars, I don't know them really. And they're all so much tinier than you would think they are. Like they're just like kind of, <laughs> I don't know. If I was a porn star, I would walk in with like dominatrix boots, like a hat, like feathers, like a boa. I don't know. In my day, <laughs> that's a cape. Like on a horse, I don't know how I would do it. But she was dressed to blend in, I think. She was bit. like, look, was in like Lululemon. Yeah, I'm like, no, what she is? was wearing like uh, she was wearing some loose jeans and a baggy sweatshirt. Yeah, I don't know why that is so. I don't know. I just I didn't realize, and uh, but then I knew solely based on the reaction of the male comedians to her. Like it's the first time I've ever seen male comedians speechless. I thought it was like Bell's palsy <laughs> from a vaccine injury or something like that. So. And, uh, and I was totally charmed by her. So funny, so smart. And I know you guys are thinking, why so many porn stars lately, Whitney? I don't know. I get bored interviewing the same type of people over and over again. I'm sure I'll get bored of porn stars at some point, but I'm in, I'm in my porn star phase. And I don't know. I also like talking to people that know things I don't know about. And they know about orgasms and good sex. Okay. Oh, no. After all these years, I still have no idea if squirting is pee. Did you just crack that can? The second I said squirting, I mean, it's a good sound effect, <laughs> but also psycho. I'm doing live fully. Psycho today. that the producer would open a can. I was waiting for you to say something about <laughs> e ejections. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, uh, I I love interviewing them about, about this kind of stuff. There's a lot of good feedback from you guys about hearing porn stars talk about sex, how to give blowjobs, how to give hand jobs. We talk about it all, folks. Um, so enjoy that. A couple of announcements. Uh, I've been going through y'all's emails. I have made the time now that I have uh, sort of uh, taken this little respite sabbatical. I was <laughs> I was literally refreshing the emails over and over again because I posted the email and um, Whitney Cummings fans at Gmail, right? Um, and I posted it and I was thinking like anytime I do something technologically that's like now seems whatever advanced, like just refreshing your email to get a new email every second reminds me of <laughs> what the version of doing that was before email existed or before the technology <laughs> existed. And it's basically the same as like walking in the mailbox, opening the mailbox, checking it, closing it, and then walking back in the house, waiting 10 seconds, <laughs> walking back out to the mailbox, opening it. I was like, this is I'm so lame. Um, I, for some reason, I'm getting tons of emails about my book. Maybe it's because I started nesting and reorganizing and uh, I'm trying to make my hoarding look like collecting. And I put my book behind me in the podcast studio. But a lot of people are asking about my book. Um, it's It exists. It's on Audible. It's everywhere. 
you buy books. The hard copies are everywhere you find books. Um, so trash cans and Goodwills. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of people are reading it now. I, I guess a lot of therapists recommend it, which is kind of wild. Um, but anyway, um, send me emails. I'm going through them. I'm going to start checking y'all's emails. And I think once a month, we're going to do an episode that's just me answering your questions, which people really seem to want. Um, and I, I just want to make you guys happy. I want you to love me. Now that my parents are dead, I need to live for someone's approval. That being said, uh, I have some upcoming tour dates because I am pregnant. I'm not going to be able to do the ones in December that I was going to do in Canada. Who cares? Um, I mean, I do. I care. I just mean, I don't know. When I go through these announcements, I'm like, the people in Saskatchewan are probably not even listening to this. So why am I boring the people from Orlando with Saskatchewan dates? Who cares? Um, I'm going to be in La Jolla, California next week. Those are sold out. We might add shows. But August 11th, I'm going to be in Lake Charles, Louisiana, Grand Event Center. Seno. Oh, I like that one. I'm already doing baby talk. Grand, oh. grand event Seno. August 26th, <laughs> I'm going to be in Wancho Mouage, CA, Agua Caliente Resort Casino. October 6th, I'm going to be in Moncton. Is this real? Moncton, New Brunswick at the Capitol Theater. October 7th, I'll be in St. John and New Brunswick, Canada, Imperial Theater. October 8th, I'll be in Waterville, Maine at the Opera House. October 13th, I'll be in Washington, um, PA, uh, Pennsylvania. We just added this, Hollywood Casino at the Meadows. And then I'm adding another date at the Warner Theater uh, in Pennsylvania. We'll get to that. October 27th. So I got a text that said when I announced that I was pregnant, that the Bird Kreischer cruise line might not let me on the boat. But Bird says it's fine. So he's got a bigger belly than I'm going to have. Why can't I be on the boat? Is I don't know. So I, I think it's going to be fine. I feel like we'd have to announce sooner rather than later. So just mm -hmm. FYI, I got that spooky phone call. Because you will be six months, almost seven months at that point. Right? Yeah. I, I'm a pregnant lady. I only know about time in increments of weeks. People oh, are like, I, I'm 46 yeah. weeks. I'm like, can you just, why, how why? Many, how many hours pregnant are you? I don't, honestly, I can't. Oh, wait. Uh, can you trace it back? Do you know when it happened? Oscar night. Ooh. I know. I was in Miami on Oscar night. There this has to have been it. I you know. You were on fire, too, that weekend. I was? Yeah. We what did do you mean? A, we did a, a FaceTime from like 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. Oh, yeah, we were nights. editing. I know you would think that I would have gone barren just from that FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, we were editing the roast. We were like in the late, late stages of the roast. Yeah, the And roast. we were editing to like five in the morning. And I was like a manic state because I had gone off birth control. And I just like had all this energy all of a sudden. So <laughs> my body was like, you're not pregnant because birth control basically tells your body you're pregnant. Yeah. And I went off birth control after 20 years. And my body was like, finally, we're not pregnant. Four hours later, bam, handmade. Again, never ends. Everyone, enjoy the delightful Riley Reed. I know you will. Um, no ads. Maybe you'll miss them. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like I know you better than I actually know you. That's definitely a thing. I feel the same for yourself. What I've definitely is that? checked out all your socials and I was like, oh, I know her. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's like I feel, I don't know. I feel like weirdly like closer than, than we actually are. We've met one time. You came to the... Uh, premiere of the roast of me at my house. Yes, which felt like such an intimate experience. And I felt so welcomed and 
also out of place because I thought it was like an OnlyFans thing. So I was expecting to be like surrounded by like my peers. And I was like, oh, I'm surrounded by Whitney's peers. <laughs> That's right. You sent me a text. You're like, ah, oh, I thought it was the real porn stars. I was like, yeah. Comedians, like, yeah, probably no, it was ways really cool. Spooky. I, I don't think I had the opportunity to see OnlyFans in that light, which was really awesome and really cool to see. Like, I was like sitting with Alex later on that night and was like, I'm so proud of you, and I'm proud of you guys because I remember OnlyFans before it started offering all of these, you know, expanded opportunities. I mean, look, it's like, it's like comedy right now. I don't know the case, you know, um, for porn and, and what's allowed on Twitter and what's allowed on Instagram and what's I know you've had some profiles get deleted. Oh, on, is that why you're there on your Instagram? It's like right now on YouTube, you get kicked off out of the algorithm, demonetized or even taken down. <sighs> if you even say like vaccine, you know, because they're trying so hard to combat like misinformation wow. that even, you know, uh, you know, Russell Brand had RFK Jr. on who's running for president talking about the CIA and did the CIA kill your uncle like and they just like immediately will take it down they have to go to a different platform even if you say QAnon you're not even saying I support QAnon or I, I believe that there's a pizza shop where that's crazy it's crazy apparently you're not supposed to be cursing right now you have to like bleep like I know it's wild so it's like YouTube which used to be this like bastion for freedom for comedians is now becoming super wow. censored Netflix, which is like an amazing platform comedian for comedians, like Chappelle did that special. And, you know, maybe it's just because he was Chappelle and he's so big, but he got like so much backlash for doing jokes that about that story about a trans woman. And, you know, everyone's just censoring themselves like really hard. Either people are self-censoring or they're being actually censored. So wow. when OnlyFans TV came to me, I was like, what? Like what? What's happening? But I get really excited about new platforms and new media. Like yeah. why? Like why not? You know, like. When someone's like, oh, it's the platform of sex workers. I'm like, cool. They know where the money is. Yeah. So you're telling me this is a platform that's given more money to women than any studio or network in Hollywood where the women feel safe and they're getting paid and the money's coming on time and they get to do it on their terms. Like, I'm listening. Yeah. You know, why not? And then he was like, we really want to do some like, you know, cool comedy. And I was like, can I do roasts, which have been basically sort of like banished for the most part. It's just this really... um sort of like classic tradition in comedy. But yeah. Things, oh, I, yeah. I love roasts. They're everyone's amazing. gotten so sensitive and scared and of saying things wow. that no one would do it. And I was like, can we really go for it and not get censored? Like for real. And so it was like, wild. we ended up doing it on OnlyFans TV, yeah. which and it's also free, which is like, I also think that if you, you know, do go watch comedy that you pay for and you don't like it, like you can get your money back. Totally fine. So it's like, this is free, which I also like too, because I yeah. think when people pay and then they're like, well, I'm offended. And you're like, fine, let's just do it for free. <laughs> oh. If you're offended, you can just turn it off. You dork, you know? Yeah. So it's been kind of wild that, you know, I think it's going to be like sort of the next really big home for like uncensored comedy. Oh. Hopefully. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. And I think that like sex workers and comedians, we have a lot in common because we kind of have oh, 100%. to. 100%. We have to course correct. Like not only do we show ourselves, we're vulnerable with people. Yeah. We live to entertain people. We sometimes harm ourselves in the process because <laughs> we give away so much. You yeah. know, we tend to overshare whatever people love us and they hate us sometimes yeah. there's no in between um so i always feel in, very comfortable in that space also stand up started in strip clubs in america like the piece went hand in hand mm -hmm. wow. you know it's the same thing oh my gosh i'm learning so much already <laughs> i've been sitting here for like five minutes <laughs> would you do an only fans tv show Oh, yeah. Once I like learned about it, I've done one of them. It was kind of like a fear factor ish. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then like 
I saw one other one that I didn't realize was uh, OnlyFans is like a cooking show that they did. I saw like one of my friends Kazumi on there. Oh, yeah. I was like, that looks so fun. And I was like, oh my God, that's fucking OnlyFans TV. Like, what is this? Yeah. And yeah. I was like blown away. And then like, uh, me and my husband were watching and like uh, one of our girlfriends that's like one of his friends we were like just we saw like one of his friends on OFTV and I was like this is fucking crazy and now he wants to see like he's like can I do parkour stuff on fucking <laughs> yeah. OFTV why not yeah you know I think it's gonna start branching out like anything I mean it's like Netflix it's like yeah now the home for comedy and and you know television and movies but like it started as that service that would throw a CD at your house in an envelope <laughs> like everything starts in a weird place yes, you know yes. what I mean like yeah. I think you just have to be like forward thinking enough to go like I've seen this enough times People and you also know that OnlyFans is a reputable company already right. so it's like you know you're not just jumping the gun into some like weird platform it's like what else are they hosting what other kind of stuff are they doing where is this yep. going yep. who's like it's a whole thing so they're a reputable reputable honest company yeah and I think the same way that like you know in comedy you want the problem is like you know people are like you can't say anything anymore it's like no you can't just throw something on Twitter at two in the afternoon to maybe be retweeted <laughs> by someone so you're someone that doesn't follow you is going to see your abortion joke at two in the afternoon at work and they're like oh this is too much and you don't know what your tweet's going to come between you know your yes. tweet might come between seven toddlers dead in a school shooting and Trump is running again like yeah it, that's true I in never contact, thought about that you know so it's like we're like forcing comedy on people in the middle of the day when they're kind of maybe not in that headspace whereas yeah. comedy is meant to be consumed at night after a couple drinks, when you've gone <laughs> into a comedy club, oftentimes downstairs in a literal basement or like, you know, this like gritty place, you're like, okay, this is what we're doing. So to me, I like that OFTV kind of recreates that digitally. Like I'm going here to yeah. where there's sort of, this is where this some- raunchy, This is where know, some comedy. of the perversion is. Yeah. Like we're like-minded people coming here. We want to see some stuff you can't see anywhere else. So it's like, you're not going to go to OFTV and be like, I'm offended. It's like, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's true. So it's been like a really cool, safe yeah. place, like, you know, yeah. for comedy. Yeah. You said husband. Let's talk about it. <laughs> As someone that just got knocked up by someone I've been with for like six months, uh, um, okay. we yeah. have a lot in common. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I'm into it. Like, it's so funny because like everyone's like, wait, you're getting, you know, pregnant before you get married. I'm like, yeah, how can I marry someone until I know they're a good father? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's that. We did this in the wrong order. We're like getting married and then you're having a kid. Like, I have to know how you're going to be with a kid before I sign a contract with the government. I mean, I feel like sometimes also life just happens mm -hmm. and like there's there's that. But like, I liked the idea of just being with my partner and just experiencing life together mm. and like whatever that is and not kind of like, withholding ourselves because we have to be together first for like two years before we can get married or before we can consent to our children. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. It's like, I think that's stupid. So we just felt it and we just were like, you know, because I didn't know him very long. I had a pregnancy before I had Emma, actually. And then I ended up having a miscarriage. Um, but we were going to keep that one. And I was like, hey, like, I'm pregnant. Do you want to like, I kind of like you. I like yeah. you. I like you enough to make good genetics. your baby yeah. and stuff like you're cool. And so we just like hit it off so well. And I was like, let's just like go for it. And for me, like most of the best decisions I ever made in my life were spontaneous decisions, mm -hmm. like getting into 
porn and like starting all these companies or doing like these things that I do is just kind of been like off a whim or whatever. And like sometimes when we overthink things, yes. we, yeah, we yeah, talk it, ourselves out of really yes, good ideas. Yes, a hundred percent. So I just like went with it and I feel like that's like kind of like what you're going to just do. Yeah. Like you're, you're going with it. I've and... spent most of my adult life overthinking things, trying to make it perfect, trying to do what people told yeah. me I should do. And it didn't work. Yes. You know, half of marriages end and most people plan them out. Yeah. So the odds don't go up or down if you just do it spontaneously early enough. You I know, think so. the people I know, they're like, and I waited three years and then we had a baby a year later and they're miserable. They're, you know, it puts too much pressure on something. Yeah. And you also lose the sense of like finding your guys' selves together. Mm -hmm. I feel like it just, I don't know. I like the idea of just like, we get married and it was like the lo a lot of the first things we ever did as a couple were as like a married couple. It's like, wow, this is the first time we're at the grocery store together as a like and we're married. There's something <laughs> hot about that for so many reasons, because it's like a lot of the things that I think sour a relationship and cause resentments are sort of in the beginning when it's like, who's texting you? And like, we're at the grocery store. Like, why are you checking out that girl? Like, if you're not married, it's like, what was that about? If you're married, you're like, she's not cute. Yeah. You know, yes, like you are, you're already on the same team. Yeah. Whereas I feel like a lot of times when you're in a relationship, even if the idea is to build towards marriage, you're already on opposing teams because you're like, are you worth marrying? I'm yes. constantly testing you yeah. to see if you're someone I should marry. And yeah. you're putting all this pressure on someone. And that's usually what makes it sour. I think so. I think so. I Something about it being spontaneous and just kind of like happening yeah. I think is really cool also like, if you're moving in with someone getting married is not it's not that much harder to undo I agree you know what I mean like get a breakup is hard regardless just don't change your last name if you're worried about it. That's yeah, exactly. The hardest. You know, <laughs> that's the hardest. Did thing. you have to do any of that? I mean, I didn't have to, but I chose to change my last name. Like you had to go down to like the downtown. I didn't have to go downtown, but it's just like you have to update everything. Oh, that's right. My Geico. I have to update my last name in Geico and like every every where it's stupid. So it's like that was the annoying thing where I was like, oh. It's a lot more work of like online changing. And then when you decide, like, I just am curious about the moment where you were like, I'm going to marry this guy. Was it instant or was it kind of gradual? Uh, I mean, I think it was like pretty much once I found out I was pregnant, we were just like, we're like, yo, I'm pregnant. And then I was like, you got to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you know so, so you're not like, a woman of ill repute yeah I was like you know you we gotta be together like all right we're doing it and Wild. so because I the guy that I'm uh with now like he it was like one thing happened and I just saw whereas I don't know what this says about my brain maybe I'm a psychopath but like there have been times that I've been madly in love with someone and then I just see one thing happen and I'm like my heart just shuts down yeah it's not like a gradual thing for me I think that happens and then it you know there's times where I've gotten pissed off at Pasha and I'm like Fuck, I don't want to fucking talk to you go sleep at the guest house you yeah know? that's and like, normal yeah I think it's like really normal for you to like just shut down in those ways and then there's moments where it like picks back up and like they also I think like do the things that aren't necessarily arousing, but they're arousing. Like for me, like it's arousing, like when he fucking like takes care of the dogs yeah. and like cleans up like the dog shit. I'm like, yeah, you're a man. Dude, my fucking dude. man. We had <laughs> <laughs> like clean up horse shit, do that stuff. Yeah, like, that is, that is my, when I see entitlement or when I see someone come in and be like, I'm not handling that. It's just like, what do you do? Who do you think's going to handle it? Yeah. So basically you're just saying, 
you're you're, you're going to handle it at some point. You're just yeah. throwing it to me. It's just like, I don't like feeling like I'm someone's cleaning lady, but I love doing chores. So one of my biggest fights with my dude is when he does my chores. Because I'm like, you're not doing it right. It's just like, don't touch my shit. My biggest thing is don't help me unless I ask for help. And don't, move, don't help me so much that I can't find my own shit. He's yes. like, well, it makes no sense that the charges would be here. And I'm like, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm going crazy. And he's like, put them in this organized thing. Like, he's the only person that's like more OCD than I am. Oh, I'm crazy organized. Same. But he'll, his organization is Mine's different. labeled so that Pasha knows where it goes. That's so funny. Because I started <laughs> writing on the chargers. So they couldn't move the rooms. And now they're all gone. And I'm like, this is the yeah, system. She's like looking around. How about this? This morning, he takes my computer because he was like helping me log into something. And he changed, Pat, the way my computer interface works. He changed it to three fingers to swipe right to go to the next thing. I'm like, bitch, I've been alive. I've been dealing with a computer 20 years before I met you. You don't get to come and he's like, well, uh, this makes no sense that you do it this way. I'm like, I look at your computer and I'm like, this is psychotic. He goes up to go down on his laptop. Oh, yeah. I think I go up to go down. It's been a pleasure having you. Weirdos, dude. Weirdos. Three fingers. I'm like, in bed, you use one. Here, all of a sudden, three? My, the computer mouse deserves it, but I don't. But we were, um, we were getting some family members from the airport, and I had, you know, I have a lot of dogs like you, and there was dog hair everywhere, and I was like, oh, God, we have to clean it. Like I, And it was just kind of this whole thing, and I was like, you know what? There's a service that comes and cleans your car at your house. Let's just, like, do that. It's, like, 80 bucks. Let's just, like, schedule it in the morning. I'll just, like, do it when I wake up, and he was like, all right, cool. And at, like, 1030, I couldn't find him. And I like, I don't know. I'm like, where are you? Like, you know, and I look outside and I hear a vacuum. He's vacuuming my car, washing my car. And I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I just could not stand the idea of another man washing your car. Yeah. It was just like that. That's my shit. Yeah. I agree. That's what turns me on. That's when I'm like, I want to be a dirty girl for you. Yeah, because like, that was really hot how you handled that. <laughs> like that and it's just it's just like, but also you don't need points for it and you're not gonna throw it in my face later. Yes. You're doing it for the love of the game. Yes. Yeah. And where's your husband? Is he from somewhere? He's from Latvia. Okay, that's maybe also that's part of our marriage. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you, in if you don't want to talk about it, I totally get it. I know a lot of friends that went through the miscarriage mm. nightmare. And do you feel like that experience bonded y'all closer and you were able to sort of see a side of him that you would have seen otherwise? I do think it bonded us closer, but sadly he wasn't like there during it. He was actually in the UK working, filming a project for Red Bull for like a month or something. And so it actually happened while he was gone. You were alone? Uh, I was, um, but... Uh, it was okay. He was still as supportive as he could be and everything like that. So um, it was definitely like a hard time. Uh, but Did you have to, did you just know? know or I like you found out like at the doctor basically. And so I had this like hormone issue. And so the doctor was like, take this hormone, blah, blah, blah. He noticed it was like low. So I started taking the hormone and basically we realized that I was carrying like a dead fetus, but it didn't detach because I was still taking the hormone. So as soon as I stopped taking the hormone then it uh you know expelled <laughs> did you it like how did you i have a friend it was really really sad it was really really tough i wrote like this beautiful poem about it and like it was it was a really hard experience um especially because I was like really eager and it was I had had abortions and whatnot. But like this one, I was like, I'm like keeping you and I'm connected to you. Yeah. And like this is a, a thing. And so it was like really, really hard. But 
I got to like heal from it. And then now I have Emma and everything. So, you know, I think it was like maybe three or four months after our miscarriage that I got pregnant again. And so I was definitely really scared during that whole pregnancy because of that. But and I was like really a lot more private as well because I like told like one family member uh, and then my family member told all the other fam family members. And I was like, well, now you have to go back and tell everyone that uh, you told that, you know, it didn't happen, that I had a miscarriage. Um, so I was like really secretive about it um, up until after having Emma and for a couple of months, actually. Wow. Because I was just like, I don't want anything to yeah. fucking happen. Yeah. And then SIDS is a thing. And so that was really fucking scary, too, because I was like, oh, my God. So like, yeah, that's so, I have so not... many scary things. Honestly, people have asked me, they're like, I'm scared of like childbirth, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you should be scared of losing your child after you have it, because that is the thing that keeps me up at night. What did you just get in a wormhole of of this online? Uh, I have not Googled. I've been pregnant. No. I've known I was pregnant for almost two months. I have not Googled one. I'm like, I know I don't I'll Google go down stuff. I just know stuff is yeah, a thing. Yeah. So I just try to do what I can to like make sure certain things don't happen. So yeah. it's like with SIDS, I was like, OK, I want to make sure I have the right mattress, I have the right, you know, um, sleeping gear for her. We did like a pacifier because they say that a pacifier helps keep them from going into like a super deep sleep. It keeps them kind of like cautious and stuff. Like we didn't want to do a pacifier, but I was like, no, we're doing one when every time she sleeps. Because it says there's the times where I like where she was sleeping and I fucking shook her because I was like, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're, this is okay. there's, I was like, there's, you're okay, you're alive? Okay, okay. <laughs> we live in California. That could have been an earthquake. That would have happened anyway. <laughs> yeah. This is wild that the cause of SIDS is unknown. Yes, that's what's crazy. I have a friend who's like nephew or like like their, their sister or whatever. It happened to them. And it's like we know 50 ways to keep a man's dick hard for sex. Yeah. I love you, Blue Chew. But I mean, we do not know what causes SIDS. If they believe SIDS is associated with problems in the ability of the baby to arouse from sleep. Yeah, that's why they say to do the pacifier. Oh God. Yeah. Up until a year. So I'm still, she's now a year. So I'm like, oh, I was like, all right, maybe at a year, six months, I'll finally chill out. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. I'm still like a little fucking paranoid. We have like the breathing band. It tracks her breathing rate and everything. So you like, had this happen to someone close to you. Yeah. But I didn't find this out until recently. I've just always been like aware of it. And so mm. I was like, I need to make sure that this doesn't happen. So like, what can I do? What are the things that choking happens? Okay. So yeah. I took a CPR class. I fucking did the shit I have the, all the things so I'm like I'm like okay I gotta be like prepared and know how to at least not encourage it or not enable it it's it's amazing like how your body just takes over like I'm finding myself or like people are like you're gonna start nesting I'm like I'm I've been a nesting bitch like what is this gonna look like I was in here last night reorganizing my labyrinth figurines I mean, I was like moving. Do you notice I changed some of these like liquid death? This liquid death is now in a liquid death bag. I was just like, I need to move things. I need to like, this is too sharp. This has to go. I'm, you know, I'm like <laughs> yeah. baby, proof, like a psycho. And also, I, were you really dizzy during your pregnancy? I actually had a really easy pregnancy of like after like 12, my morning sickness and first, I think my first trimester was the craziest. Yeah. I was like really hormonal. 
but I was also like quitting nicotine then and weed yeah, and yeah, coffee. Yeah, and so I don't lot. think it was just, yeah, I think it was a, a lot things. of other withdrawals. Yeah, I was a little dizzier before when I was smoking weed, but I, my balance, I just feel like I've been trying to like stretch and stuff. And I'm like, my balance is a little off. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, yeah it's it, wild. It's, yeah, your whole thing is changing. Your blood flow is like triple the amount now or something like that. Did you have a birth plan? I did, but I my birth plan was fluid. It was like in the sense of where like I wasn't like stuck into one place yeah. because like ultimately it's up to the baby and I didn't want to traumatize myself. Yeah, from, I'd be like attached to a plan. And yeah, it. like I ended up having a C-section. I ended up needing one. It wasn't obviously part of my plan. Like I wanted a home birth. We like tried for at home, but I ended up needing a I'm personally glad you didn't have a baby in a bathtub. <laughs> Is it okay if I don't want to have my baby yes. in a bathtub? It's totally fine. Am I a monster if I don't no. want to eat the bag oh. of poison called no, a I placenta? <laughs> Which an animals do in the wild, dogs do it. Get to hide the blood from predators so they don't come kill everyone. I'm I, I'm like talking to some people. Like I can't talk to a lot of LA women because it really is just like you need to have a dolphin birth. You need to fly to Costa Rica and give birth in the ocean. I'm like, is it okay if I just go to a hospital? It is. I mean, even if you wanted to schedule a C-section, that's like not a problem. My only thing is that the recovery is gnarly, and that's what only reason why. I I wish I had a vaginal birth. So what happened when it, it she just was at a weird angle? Or? I started to get a fever. And so I had already been laboring for 43 hours. <sighs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, that was so a part of it as well. Crazy amount of hours. Yeah, it was a long time. So and then I started to get a fever and the doctor was like, OK, well, now you're starting to put her at risk of her getting a fever and then other complications arising. So. Yeah. Then it was like, okay, C-section. And I think like an hour, two hours later, we did a C-section. Do you remember it happening? Oh, like, fuck you... yeah. I, like, I know people You're like... fucking awake. You fucking feel that. You, you feel touching. And I was like, I can feel that. And then I guess they cut me open because he was like, do you feel this? And I was like, no. But, and then, like, but apparently you can like hear the tools clanging. Oh yeah, I was like, Pasha, distract me. <laughs> like they're like, this is fucking crazy. I know people that are like, yeah, I saw my wife's intestines in a ball yeah. on a rolling rack. I told Pasha not to look because I was like, I don't ever want you to have that vision stuck into your brain. So do not look. I know women that are like, I didn't want to do vaginal birth because I didn't want my husband to watch me poop. I'm like, but you wanted him to see your spleen? I don't care if Pasha saw me poop. <laughs> that is not my worry. I don't care if I pooped and me and the baby pooped and Pasha also shit himself. Like, what the fuck ever. I just would have preferred a vaginal birth because like I'm still recovering and it's been like a year. And so it's like it's still painful. I still haven't felt like my mobility is lost. I can I, I feel my posture is fucked up because it's like it's like it cuts through it's, muscles. It's, but it's like you feel even the muscles here are fucked because it's all connected. Ooh. So it's like I I've like I have to like fix my posture. Do you have a scar? Is the scar the, like not that like, big? It's, it's not, but it's not really the scar that bothers me. It's just like the you can you not that you could feel it, but like I can feel the pain to an extent still. You, and, and then like, did you have to be on painkillers for a little while in the beginning? I just took Tylenol. Oh, okay. I try. I, the, it was funny. My nurse was like, "Do you want some Roxy's?" And I was like, "Not because you no." You What's call a Roxy? It, you don't know what Roxy's no. are. It's like an oxy 
It's one of the oxys. It's like the with street a rock turn. star energy drink with no! oxycontin. No, I'm surprised you didn't. I guess maybe I'm from Florida, everybody, and that's a Florida say, fucking thing. Thinks I'm like this. Like I know all these. You drugs. don't take rock. No, this is. I'm not on drugs. This is my personality. It's a nightmare. I'm not on drugs either, but I know what they're called. Roxy. No, I know Zanny Bar. <laughs> Zanny Bar. I've heard of Zannies. that one. Zanny's oh, or bars. But why was your nurse calling it a Roxy? I don't know. <laughs> but it made me not want it <laughs> because I was like. I was like, do you want Roxy? I feel like, like she, I, did she work there? Are you sure? Uh, I'm not, honestly, <laughs> she may have wrote the prescription for herself. I don't know. But I was like, I'll just do Tylenol. Okay, now I'm going to have a home birth now that I've heard this story. <laughs> I've completely changed my I mind. I mean, a, a hospital birth is great. An epidural is great. I don't fucking, I'm so for that. Yeah, like, I just feel like I, I wouldn't want to be like high on painkillers when I first get my baby. That, yeah. As someone was, who I'm sure my mom was. I definitely was super high at the hospital and stuff like that. Yeah. And so there was definitely like, I, I can tell that I was like, oh yeah, I was definitely like a little, but you fucking went through major surgery. So it's like, and like, God forbid you sneeze or have to cough. Like it's terrifying. Well, that's vaginal birth. That's a lot. Even, My girlfriend said when they do vaginal, they pee when oh, they sneeze too. Oh, no, not too. peeing. Oh, it just fucking hurts. You yeah. feel like your staples or whatever is going to explode. That's what's terrifying to me. I don't care about pissing myself. Listen, <sighs> peeing and pooping is not of my worries. I'm talking about pain from a being cut open because it goes through like many many layers yeah and like the was... scars like it's like the scar visually is down here but you could feel this scar because they cut through so many different things it also feels like the scar is too small for the baby to come out it, I'm always it like, does look like that yeah I, I I have so many questions about yeah. that yeah but if you do c-section you can still do vaginal for the next one if you want I don't that's what they say but I'm too afraid and then I'm also afraid to get cut open again so I'm just kind of like afraid to have yeah. a second like if I had vaginal I wouldn't be afraid of a second kid right right because now I'm like fuck I can't get pregnant it's gonna stretch open that fucking wound basically I don't know kudos to women who do plastic surgery because going under the knife was so scary and I'm like how do you guys do it really I had my boobs done yeah that's so scary really yeah it's even scarier to have one a and one b plus (laughs) that's even scarier (laughs) Mine were not the same size, so it was, like, very easy to overcome that terror. The scarier part is that the guy that did my boobs, well, the first one, I talk about this in, um, I think it was, like, my four specials, so I don't want to be a broken record, but the first one, I was so embarrassed about doing it because I'd always had, I had really bad eating disorders. I talk about this in my book, Boring Boring, but, um, uh, not boring. so I, my boobs grow, grew in like very weird later, uh, like different sizes. Cause if you like restrict your eating, your breast tissue doesn't grow the same way. Also it's some scoliosis stuff. So they were just like crooked, like, mm. and, uh, and it was always just embarrassing. So during sex, I would try to like straighten <laughs> them out by just, I looked like I had like fell out of a building. Like I was always trying to, you know, um, and so, uh, and so I went to this, I literally went to Rodeo drive and was like looking for like surgeon like I, I I didn't I wasn't googling it I was like I didn't want anyone to know I was so embarrassed wow. I had like the exact amount of money that I could get to get breast implants I walked into this you know doctor's office it had like gold writing on the front on glass and I was like this must be fancy and this is like 15 years ago I don't know what I'm doing I go up and I'm like hi I would like to get you know my breasts like surgically like evened out like implants whatever and the woman was like oh great are you available tomorrow morning for the surgery. And I didn't know at that time, like, don't ever go to a surgeon that's available tomorrow morning, <laughs> you know? And then I was like, sure. 
And then she gave me the address. It was by the airport. It was literally on like airport boulevard. Wow. Don't get surgery by the airport. It's the general rule. Went, the guy like cut through a muscle. It was like a whole nightmare. And it was, I didn't know enough to know that you don't do like above the muscle saline. It just, it it was, it looked like two crocodile eyes coming out of a pond. Like it wasn't (laughs) cute. So then I had to go get them redone by this guy, Garth Fisher, who's like the best, 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 best. He was able to do all this reconstructive stuff. And he told me afterwards, part of the reason his boobs look so good, he does half over the muscle and half under the muscle, but he does it while you're standing up. He puts you like on a cross and you're, and he does it while you're (laughs) standing. Interesting. So that they fall, like he can see how they like fall. And I was fine until he told me that for whatever reason. I just like instantly puked. Really? Interesting. He does it while you're standing up instead of while you're lying down because, you know, natural boobs kind of fall to the side when you lay down. You don't want to lay down and have them just sort of be up. It's like nuts. And so um, you want to make sure that they fall a certain way. Yeah, I prefer like teardrop boobs. I think that they look very beautiful. Exactly. So I was just like, I was standing up this whole time. Like this is. That's interesting. Like just like because I. I was like, that just feels like so much more murdery than surgery. And I don't know why. Yeah. I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to breastfeed because I have fake boobs. No, there's plenty of women breastfeed. I have a friend mm. who's still breastfeeding her two-year-old, and she has had, I think, one or two boob jobs. Oh, really? Yeah. I, but I, I feel like a lot of women can't breastfeed regardless. Like, By the way, I'm just like touching my nipple right now. <laughs> so it was so weird. Yeah, honestly, I think the biggest thing is catering to your child as much as you can because... Most women, as soon as they start getting back into work, that was what happened to me is like at six months, I was like, okay, let's get back into work. I kind of like forced myself back into work because I was having some issues at the off at my office. And so I was like, all right, I fucking boss needs yeah. to boss down. Yeah. And it affected my milk production because my stress levels went way high up because now I have my daughter and my office that I have to function and whatnot. Yeah. And so like. I wish I would have spent more time with my daughter and less time focusing on work. And it it definitely affected my milk production. And so I got I feel very lucky I got up to six months. Uh, if you are trying to breastfeed, though, it's definitely like keeping those stress levels and yeah. like focusing on like momming as like much as you fucking can. What's something that you feel like like no one told you that that like. Like, no one tells women, like, your water might not break. In movies... Oh, yeah, my water didn't break. There's, like, a gushing... Yeah. Sort of, and a lot of women go, don't go to the hospital because, like, well, I don't have a pile of water on yeah. the floor. Yeah, there's that, I think, as well. as like, you don't... I... I think I was like, oh, my mom had a 14 hour labor. So like maybe I'll go up to like 14 hours. I wish I would have like knew more about the birthing process if I really wanted to like do the vaginal birth and everything. Because like some women do labor for like 72 hours and shit like that. But like, you know, my midwife and I wish I had like a better team. I wish I didn't really have a midwife. I wish I would have had like family or something oh. like that like people who are like intimately close to me and when I say family I also mean like friends and yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's like I mean those people close to you Why, do you feel like they were just giving advice or yeah I just felt like it wasn't as connected mm-hmm. and like I think that because that's something that they do it's like oh my usual is like by this many hours you should be so I was yeah. I think I got a little panicky because I was like okay I've, I've labored at for 30 hours yeah. I was like is my baby okay and so like 
I just feel like I wish I was around a better team who kind of like made me feel more nurtured and whatnot and taken care of than just not that they treated me like a client, but like it just felt like that very doctory vibe. With my, yeah, it felt very clinical. And so it wasn't like as nurturing and maybe I could have labored, but I I just feel like no, just knowing that it's like the possibilities are endless. It could yeah. be really long. It could yeah. be really short. You yeah. may need a C-section. You kind of just have to like be okay with like whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, and I think that that's the best advice you can get. I mean, honestly, for anything in life is that like everyone's trying to get answers, but like everyone is so radically different. Every baby's so radically different. Everyone's yes. body's so radically different. Like I feel bad that my mind's been like pretty easy. Like I didn't really get a bunch of morning sickness. I was tired, but I'm just. Don't feel bad. I know people are like, do you have this? Do you have this? I'm like, I don't know. Is it still in there? Like, I don't have any of that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of just like an ox. Like, I, I didn't notice till 10 weeks. Wow. I didn't notice. I had like a full. I think that I was similar. I was like sweating. I was like, fuck, it's so hot. <laughs> and I didn't know. And I was like, why is it so hot in here? <laughs> and I'm like, some women are so in tune with their body. And that's something where I guess I was like, I'm not that way. I'm not so in tune with myself where some of my friends were like I knew I was pregnant I missed my period and it's so what? usual and I was I'm not that. I don't notice I'm on my period half the time <laughs> I'm like what's that like I don't just I just you know I think I have a really high tolerance for pain also I'm touring like I was touring in Canada yeah you're just not in tune with that your brain is in focus with other things it's like yeah. I don't need to worry about what the fuck is happening my body will figure it out yeah, it knows how to breathe by itself yeah yeah it, like women it's used fine. to do it in the woods <laughs> yeah at 12 years old like I feel like I'll figure this out yeah um okay couple things i want to I, i'm curious though did you say at one point like were you kind of i feel like i was very much like i don't want kids i don't want kids until i did yeah like because everyone's like whitney's pregnant like what like we i thought you didn't want kids i'm like i didn't want kids till i wanted kids you know yeah. what i mean I yeah and then they'll try to use that against you i didn't want to have a kid <laughs> until i met someone that i thought would be a good father yeah so i was like let me meet a father and then i'll entertain the idea of having kids because i know so many people that are like i want to have kids and i'm like don't let that desire make you settle for the wrong person. And then yeah. when you have one kid, all of a sudden you're going to have two because you're raising him also because you were so desperate to have kids yeah. that you couldn't even make the right decision for a father. So to me, I was like, the, once the father appears, we'll entertain kids. And I was like, all right, this guy's going to handle stuff. I'm not yeah. going to have to do this. Stuff. Like, let's go. And then I think also like the following step is then it's like, you need to see if your kid is cool with you having more kids. Because some people are like, I want to have four kids. Well, it's like, well, does your first kid want you to have more kids? Did or you does lose that, a bet? Like, where that, do you get this number? <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to me when people are like, I want two kids. I want four kids. I want three kids. It's because, like, I used to actually kind of be that way. And then now I have Emma and I'm like, fuck, it doesn't matter what the fuck I want. What yeah, I want yeah. does not fucking matter anymore. It's about Emma. And it's like, what does she want? What will make her thrive? Will having a second child be a good decision for her or will it? not be a good decision for her. Let me like look at her independently and her personality and her traits and see if having another child is good for her, not for me. Like, I think like now it's like, okay, my life is for her. And so, How did you get like this? Uh, just having my daughter. I know, but like you're, you're like just got such like, what is this parenting? What is this? Why? Like, I don't know. Do you feel like you had to break some ancestral curses at yeah. all or like rewire from parenting 100%. you got? Because yeah. you're so clear and self-aware and like, I try. it's very rare I hear someone talk this long and I'm not like, well, that was stupid. 
Like, you're just right. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It's so this, reasonable. You just I, sound reasonable. I think it sounds, I think I'm almost too logical and reasonable to it's an like, extent. It's, it's to a fault. Violently reasonable. <laughs> yeah, that's what I and feel And egoless. Like. I think, well, also some of it is because of my ego in the sense of where it's like, I base certain decisions off of my life. So it's like, I've had like ups and downs with my siblings and a range of siblings and whatnot. Mm. Um, and so it's like, I want I don't want to provide, you know, a negative relationship because I wanted a bunch of kids. You yeah. know, I don't want to re- make a sibling relationship where they're codependent on each other. Yeah. Or you hear other people where this, they don't even fucking like each other. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't talk. They don't even like each other. Yeah. So it's like you you have kids. Why? Because you want them to have like a friend. Well, like maybe they don't want a fucking friend. Maybe they're not friends. And by the way, that logic, like back in the day before like texting and like 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 that made sense in like the 1800s. Well, yeah, when you when like, the nearest you have 12 kids because <laughs> yeah. 11 die. Well, yeah, <laughs> and you needed someone to like run the farm. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, exactly. and like you couldn't have an only child because it's like the closest other child was like seven miles away via yeah. wagon and you would get leprosy on the way. Yeah. Like now it's like we don't have a shortage of humans. I know a lot Musk likes to say that we have like a big shortage of humans but it's like when you fly <laughs> private you're going to think there's not a lot of people around a lot go to LAX one time and you will not think there's a shortage of humans <laughs> drives me wild yeah go to Disney there's yeah. a lot of people yeah there's at a Disney. lot of it like go to go to a one grocery store like you have someone you're, ask your assistants about how many people are out there dude. they're everywhere maybe if he just stands somewhere and puts a sign saying Elon Musk is here he will see how many people a, will or not him. or he doesn't think anyone's around because people are like avoiding him maybe they just don't want to talk to you like they hear you're coming in and they just I don't know um okay I want to talk more about this and I'm sure that it will keep coming back. But I also feel like, you know, I've um, had Angela White on and I just I'm so obsessed with the women that do what you do, because I feel like y'all have a very um, specific, uh, uh, unmatched understanding of kind of like human nature of uh, how to be like self-possessed, take care of yourself. Can I just ask like like and just sex? Obviously, I know so many women that don't know how to have an orgasm during sex. They like they're not in touch with their own bodies. Um, They don't know where to go. They don't know who to ask. And I feel like y'all are going to be the equivalent of, you know, when like NBA players become commentators afterwards, like y'all are going to become the sex experts. You're going to become the orgasm experts. You're going to become like the life coaches. You're going to become like the Oprah's. That's my goal. There's this porn star, Veronica Hart, who Mm. I love. She actually has like a character based off of her. The redhead in Boogie Nights is based off of Veronica Hart. And um, she now like goes to China to educate women on like their sexuality and, you know, uh, feminine hygiene and things like that because they don't get the same nor proper educations and whatnot. And it's like she is one of the women that I admire and look up to like the most in the whole industry because she has developed such a beautiful brand out of herself from being a sex worker to now being this sex educator. And I think it is so cool and so beautiful. And she's very underrated, but she's like old school, old school uh, porn star. But she's someone who I love. I felt very fortunate. She used to like work on sets and she would like be the production manager. She would like cook meals for everyone. She's like this like long redhead, hippie little vegan woman. And she was amazing. And I loved her so much. And 
Um, she's someone who like I admire and I want to be like her when I when I get old I want to be like her and also I feel like you'll have this like very like unique relationship with yourselves where you're able to like combat shame and not internalize yeah. shame there's so much shame around sex I mean you- not all you know there there's you know rest in peace August Ames was a porn star who like committed suicide she like dealt with like a lot of shame and things mm-hmm. like that and I'm sure she had other illnesses and other issues that she was dealing with and whatnot but it's like she took her life after like a Twitter public shaming mm-hmm. and thing and it was like really gnarly and so it's like some of us are you know thicker skinned and you see you you see those girls you see them in the face front because we're forward and we're like we're loud and we're proud or whatever but mm-hmm. like there are definitely girls out there who like struggle and don't do as well because it's a really tough job. Like you have to have a really tough skin. Like that might be a part of like why I am the way I am. And Angela White is because we're fucking thrown shitty shit yeah. all the time. But to be fair, yeah. when I was a little kid, some kids would call me like gorilla girl or wolf woman. And I would just be like hooting like a gorilla <laughs> or howling like a wolf. Cause I was like, oh, you're gonna throw them? I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, like, you can't hurt me. Anymore. Yeah, like, well, I think it's fucking funny. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know, like... And it's like, the, the I mean, you know, being a female comic is like, you know, I say we're the most hated species of person on the planet because you don't get to see us naked and you just, like, hear our opinions, <laughs> yeah. you know, sound like this, you know? So it's like, you know, to me, it's, like, always, like, you... Someone can't get you if you get yourself first. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Someone's like, like you're annoying. It's like, yeah, I agree. Like I'm trying. Like we, yeah. have, all the notes you have about me, like I have the same ones. Like you don't need to criticize me. I'll like I'll I'll take I'll take it from here. Yeah. Like, the self loathing, like I got it. I'm ahead yeah. of you on that. You know, but I also think like boundaries. Like how do you have to set a lot of boundaries in your life? It seems like you know I was talking to Adriana Chechik about like her agents like pushing her so hard and like you know being on sets and being able to like you know I think you know I think every woman in every workplace. And every person in every workplace has to set boundaries, make sure they're not being used, make sure they're not being taken advantage of. Like, you know, and for me, I've learned with boundaries is you can't like speak your boundary all the time. You just have to remove yourself from the situation, you know, because if someone's not honoring a boundary, the boundary is not for them. It's for us. So to say like, hey, you can't talk to me like that or hey, like I'm leaving at seven. At 7.30, you can't go, hey, I was supposed to leave 30 minutes ago. You just yeah. have to leave. Yes. Yes. You know, so it's like you can't verbally advocate for your boundary. Like, do you have like, you know, tools in that space that. Yeah, I I mean, I'd say so. Like, I definitely am that type of person where it's like I've had to leave sets where I, I left them and I've, I've definitely set boundaries like certain girls, I think, you know, kind of do feel pressured into ways and but I feel very grateful there's times where I felt like I could have been kind of pressured but other things like the universe was like on my side my like guardian angel was like Mm -hmm. the first scene that I ever shot was uh I was an extra but they were actually trying to get me to be a performer on it but I had my period at the time so I was like I can't fucking shoot a porno while I'm fucking bleeding and they're like yeah you can yeah there's this and I was like whoa 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 slow down there's what there's a makeup sponge you put a makeup sponge in your pussy someone just tried to talk to me about this yes. and I can't ta- ta- Tana uh, Mojo sorry Tana <laughs> yeah. I get so panicked about pronouncing her last I name I don't know Mongui I don't know <laughs> I have no idea Mongui I don't know how to say it <laughs> Tana we all know who Tana is I but I, I get panicked that I'm to say Mongao it's Mojo it's even is it weirder. Mojo? Tana Mojo are we sure it's Mojo? I'm a hundred percent sure this is the like, case. Tana Mojo, but then as soon I'll as I start talking, after. I'm like, "Don't screw this up! Don't screw this up!" And then um, you can Facetime that bitch right now. Yeah, I think she's like, in. <laughs> what's her 
I think name. she's in what and why is that your name? Why are people? From, yeah, is it a stage name or is that her legal last name? God, I don't know. I mean, isn't she from like Vegas? She's from Vegas. So when everyone's like, she's crazy. I'm like, for being from Vegas, she's doing pretty well. Um, I think she's in uh, Turks and Caicos, Turks oh, and Caicos, or beautiful. she probably pronounces it differently, <laughs> knowing the way that she spells shit. So yeah, I'm so panicked. And where am I? Oh, so yeah, she says you put like a beauty blender in your pussy. Yeah. Is that to not get pregnant too? Oh, or just to stop bleeding? Just to stop you from bleeding. Okay, but it's still <laughs> some blood still comes. But so I've seen the way y'all are carrying around your beauty blender. These women that just have a purse and they'll just pull a loose beauty blender out <laughs> of their purse like psychopaths. Don't put that in your... This is literally how COVID started, you guys. You cannot... These beauty blenders are not being sanitized. Y'all are just putting them on, floating around in your purse. It makes me so nauseous. So, but by the way, I used to have this, this OB and... uh she would just give me all this information for no reason. Like that was just like the most invaluable information. She'd be like, you know, you know, do you have your period coming up? And I'd be like, yeah, actually, but it's annoying because I'm going on vacation. And she'd be like, oh, well, what you should do is put in a tampon, soak in the bathtub and then pull the tampon out and then put another tampon in, soak in the bathtub until it's full and then take it out like a way to like get it out oh. quickly. I, and it works. It absorbs all your menstrual blood because it's the the uterine lining. Yeah, because it's already. So oh if you put God. it in, you let it bloom. It's already wet. It's gonna take it out. I'm trying to say this in a way that's not making people totally gag while driving. But yeah, it really works. You can Whoa. really speed it up. Oh, interesting. Good. Game. Tip. It's a game changer. Who's this of a I know, Dr. Mary Kerr. We love her. <laughs> She's and there's also some pill. I don't think it's spironolactone, but it's a pill you can take that's not approved in America. Um, but it's uh, they have it in France that helps your period go faster. Oh, like if you have a vacation coming up or something. Total like side that. note. I loved my gynecologist when I had Emma. Not that he was a good doctor. He always forgot my name. Oh, he's a good doctor. <laughs> but like he he told me he was like. He's like, uh, what did he say? He said something about like, don't get fat. Like, he's like, like, he's like, you're getting fat. Like, don't this get fat. This is why there should not he, be male gynecologists. Honestly, if fucking I was so happy, he told me. I was like, thank you. No one else will fucking tell me. That's a well, wild thing to say, I though. I wasn't mad at it. Because, he's like, look, I'm a big fan. Please don't get fat. Yeah. And I don't have any stretch marks. I Look at how I got back in my yeah, shape. Yeah, I know. This is I wild. Was like, I'm not on that Ozempic shit. I was going to say, this no. feels like Ozempic energy. No. No. <laughs> Wow. That's just my nape. I just have really good genetics as well. I was like this before, but I ate good. I, I started to gain a lot of weight in the beginning. And my doctor was well, like, why do you you're think? fucking getting fat? Because my fucking doctor was like, you're <laughs> getting fucking fat. And I was like, fuck me. Jesus Christ. I love it. If you go to a female gynecologist, she's like, a guy. She's going to kiss your fucking ass and massage your feet. And she's not going to tell you you're getting fucking fat and all these horrible stretch marks. I was so happy. I was like, you are the realest motherfucker in this fucking room. You're the only one who told me that I was getting fat. Thank you. But what were you eating that was like, do you feel like I you were just- I was like, I'm fucking eating for two. Yeah, I know, I know. I was two like- Two peaches. I've been, two peaches? <laughs> like, you know, just like, I mean, I eat healthy, but like, I would eat a lot. Like, Okay, you if know, two just, peaches is going to make me fat. No. I, I, by the way, I I'm, just had nose. I just got a whole thing of peaches delivered and I cut them up and I put them in butter and brown sugar oh and God, I grilled delicious. them. Yeah, I love, I, peaches aren't enough sugar for me. I have to add brown oh, sugar and so butter good. and grill them. 
They're so good. It sounds fucking delicious. No, I still love, I eat brownies and like oh, walnut gosh. brownies and all that fucking tasty shit too. So can I ask, were you, I feel like I was watching you on something talking about like smoking weed. I have quit. Mm-hmm. I quit in like, like late January and I'm kind of thinking maybe I quit. I don't know. We can talk about that in a second, but did you, you obviously quit, you know, now, do you feel like you're going to go back to it? Uh, I do smoke weed again. I and why do you, again. what do you do it for? Because I have yet to be able to do it without having a manic episode I, uh, publicly. Yeah, no, I definitely, when I first smoked weed again, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck kind of parent am I? At? Why am I smoking weed? Like, oh my God, like I need to focus on being a right parent for my daughter. And I definitely was like little fucking. Ugh. But, but if it relaxes you, that's a good thing to be relaxed around your kid. I guess, but like, the, I definitely think like it fucks with. I mean, you're like blowing it in bit. her face. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, no. We have like a night nurse and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like well, our night nurse is watching our daughter. So me and my husband would like smoke some weed. We'd be like chilling I, in the hot tub, I and I'd be like, like fucking so good Tom for Cruise. You. Yeah, that's really good for your marriage. And I know so many women that are like dealing with postpartum depression. I'm like. Look, I'm not a doctor like they call me Ho Rogan, but, you know, it's like there's so much sleep deprivation and the stress yeah. like smoke some weed if it if it relaxes you. But I found that I think as my mom died in December, it's just been like, oh, so I, no, please. It was it was she was in a bed for 12 years. Like for whatever reason, when I had real things to worry about, we didn't calm me down. Like yeah. it didn't make me more creative. It just made me like sort of more paranoid and it doesn't chill me out. Maybe I'm just like doing the wrong one. It makes me kind of like manic. Like this is like how I talk normally without anything. So people already think I'm on like Adderall and stuff. <laughs> so, it, but it didn't, it doesn't chill me out. Do you do Indica? Is I, that what I'm doing wrong? I don't know if there is like a strain thing. Yeah. My husband's more like that where he's like, I like this one. And I was like, fucking weed is weed. I don't fucking, well, I so can't women, tell the difference. Hormonally, you're a different person every day. Yeah. You know? yeah so there's bit. like no way to, to even an extent, get I it. I, I just like, <laughs> I'm like, this worked yesterday. Like, this should work today. But like, nah. And that's a completely different experience. Like, I, I would do it if I felt like, I feel like it's like gambling for me. Like, one out of every five times is like, awesome. I'm like, creative. I'm clear. I'm like, oh, I should apologize to that person. And like, oh, I should read. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to buy a gift for this person. Yeah, I definitely don't think it should be used as a tool as like, you're going to always expect some like, you know, thrill or rise out of it. You yeah. know, sometimes I think it is just like a fucking smoke weed and watch TV yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like... Um, I definitely find that I can be a little bit more absent minded. So like yeah. I try to save it for like nighttime and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. So where I don't need to be like as like, you yeah. know, full focus, full forward for thinking. But yeah. I've definitely mean um, I think me and Pasha are thinking to quit uh, pretty soon as well, because we're like, OK, our, we want to start parenting ourselves. And like that's something I never did before is like policing myself. So yeah. I'm like, I need to police myself and like my verbal communications. Like cause sometimes I'm like I'm on the phone making like sales calls. I'm doing these brand deals. I'm trying to do this. I'm yeah. trying to like sell my agency. I'm trying to like do this stuff. I'm pitching models. I'm like recruiting people. And I'll just be like on the fo- phone saying stuff or like some people call me Riley and I'm like, oh, I don't realize that maybe Pasha will pick up and he's like, don't call her Riley at home. Yeah. You know, like things like that. It's like, okay, we need to like police ourselves more. I need to like make sure I start like, you know, being a little bit more. Like not letting as much slide. I feel like, I feel like that's the other thing. It's just policing yourself. You let a lot slide when you smoke. I'm almost like too forgiving. Yeah, there are. I wish I started to get into the habit of it. Even like myself, I say the word porn. I say porn a lot. So it's like, maybe I say adult 
you know, just say adult yeah. instead of porn. That's interesting. You know, like policing certain words that maybe the average person wouldn't fucking have to be talking, worrying about porn. But like I'm selling porn every day. Yeah. So it's like I need to like police myself more. So that's something I've like learned. I'm like, OK, Emma's. She's one. She's really understanding stuff. She's yes, talking. Yes. So like, I'm and like, okay, it's happened real fucking quick. And, and all of the parenting stuff I hear, it's like, it's not, I see people that work so hard to parent their child and control their child and t- like create discipline. I'm like, and then their child is like that. And I'm like, at the end of the day, they you have to parent yourself. They do what you do. They yeah. just do whatever you do. Yes. They're not going to do what you say. They're going to do what you do. So yes. just be the kind of person that you want your kid to be yes. and model that behavior. And yes. that's going to be it. Exactly. You cannot tell your kid to do something and be a hypocrite about yes. it. They're just going to do what you did. And they're going to go like, oh, and then I could also be full of shit too. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's like so cool because like I feel like we're both in businesses. And I guess it's like, you know, maybe anyone where you you're only as mature as you hold yourself accountable to be like in comedy, like you can stay a kid forever. People will buy tickets. They'll clap for you. They love it. They want you to be like immature, like a mess forever. Yeah. And like you can get away with a lot. So it's like really up to you to make sure that you mature and continue growing and don't just yeah. like stay stuck. A hundred percent. Do you, random question. Are you going to tell your kid that about Santa or anything nope. like that? Okay. I'm glad you brought <laughs> yeah. this. I'm glad you brought this up. This is, oh, oh, this is me and my dude's number one fight. I was like, I am not going to lie to my child about anything. I'm just not going to lie to my child about anything. I cannot lie. You're with a, you decide to have a baby with a comedian. We can't lie to a fault. We cannot lie. Two things. I put one. <laughs> Two things. We cannot lie. <laughs> Two. And firstly, I'm so riled up right now because he was like, you're going to take away the magic of Christmas. And I'm like, if our kid is so dumb <laughs> that it can't put together that Santa came down a chimney and we don't even have a chimney. We've got a big, we need to get a helmet for that kid. We got a learning disability on this kid. Number one. Number two, I have a friend I asked him about this. I was like, the Santa Claus thing spooks me. And he was like, interesting you brought that up because his kid, you know, it was like five this past Christmas said, oh, here's some gifts from Santa Claus. And the kid was like, like there was a man in our house, like got creeped out because the whole thing is don't talk to strangers. Yeah. That kind of thing. And he was like, they were like, oh, yeah, he came in the middle of the night and brought you presents. And he like got terrified. (sighs) The idea that like, what do you mean? There was a man in our house that came in here and like got scared. (laughs) Which is like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know they why. They did do a good job with the magic aspect yeah, of Santa. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like they kind of sprung it on him on Christmas morning. Like, you got to do a little bit of a buildup. Like, I don't like sitting on some random alcoholic's lap at the mall. That's always felt weird to me. Every photo, we were always bawling, crying. I also, I think it's, I think the thing about Santa that bothers me more is the naughty and nice of it all that we use it as a way to control our kid it's like it's like when when parents are like panicking it's like surveillance for your kid it's like if you don't act this way you're not going to get a present which is like that's not why you want a kid to act a certain way 100 percent. i had a friend who was telling me they she's done santa for a long time but she's pretty sure her eldest kid knows that he's not real but she has like there's certain things. It's like, mom, I want this for, I want a PlayStation. She's like, that's like, that's too expensive. I can't get it. But Santa doesn't have a price limit. So he's like, okay, I'll just ask Santa for it this year. Cause they write it on the thing, a list of things that they want. So she's like really into the magic of Santa. Uh-huh. But so she's like, I'll, you know, here's the five things that you ask for Santa. So he's like, he knows to manipulate his own. So he knows his mother's been manipulating him Ooh, into the Santa being real. So he learned to manipulate her 
her and to say, I'll just ask Santa for this really expensive gift that Santa can get that my parents can't afford, the, but Santa can. The magic of Christmas. Yeah. I, Merry there's Christmas. So many, I don't respect my parents at all. Like, there's I, so many things I agree where I learned about it from like Sam Harris. So I heard mm-hmm. a podcast and he was like, they were saying, don't lie to your kids. Like, yeah. don't lie about Santa. Don't teach them that there's this real thing because then they learn that you are just a big fat fucking liar. And what else can I believe that you've been telling me for the last five fucking years of my life or the last seven years of my life? Who's my real dad? <laughs> You know, but also it's not just Santa. It goes into the Easter Bunny. Yeah. You know, it goes over Jesus. She all <laughs> gender. That's, that's if you what live I, in I LA, like I'm gonna say that Santa is like Jesus and Spider Man. They're just fictional characters that are in some books and like. But it's really fun to have it them. It is around. fun. It is fun. It's fun to see Spider Man at the thing, and you ask for his fo- photo, but you know that's not a real Spider Man. Yeah, he's like. He's not a real character. That is an aspiring actor who does not have health insurance who will be unhoused in two weeks. He can't be an actor. That's why he's wearing a Spider-Man costume. (laughs) He can't show his face. But it's interesting because, you know, I I understand that served its purpose like before the internet and stuff like that. But I I think I remember more feeling not like my parents are lying to me because I feel like that already happened a lot. Like I went to like a Catholic school. Everything felt really, we would go to church and we would go like, don't do this, don't do that. And then I would see it be done in the home. So I kind of was already like, okay, adults are kind of hypocrites. But I was, I didn't think it was a bad thing. I kind of was like, oh, this is just the deal with adults. Okay, It's like, you kind of don't know, you know, we would go to, you know, church and they'd be like, this is the body of Christ. And I'd be like, this kind of just tastes like a shitty wafer. Like I, I remember like, cause I always had to question everything. They're like, this is the blood of Christ. I'm like, this tastes like what's in my mom's cup every night. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and the, what's in her coffee mug in the morning. Like I, I kind of was just like, don't trust adults. But I remember Santa thing. I knew it was like cosplay. I knew it was not real, but I remember seeing my dad's handwriting of love Santa and just being like, like, you're not even going to sell it. Yeah. Like, at least sell it. At least make up a different handwriting. You know what I mean? It yeah, just, that's It felt fair. almost like you don't care enough to even yeah. do that. Just don't do it at all. Like, I remember that. I remember yeah. just being like, this just feels like a sloppy version of what every other kid yeah. has. And I'm like, never going to have a parent that like puts, you know, effort into the mat. Like, you got to really go yeah. for it if you're going to go for it. Yeah. Don't well, have I don't know, but it. then you get that fucking manipulative child over here that's looking, will also go for it from you. But if you're manipulating, you're going to get a child that manipulates. Yeah. That's what you're modeling for them. So yeah. to me, yeah, I think the idea is like, but also... Like, you don't want to have the kid that's going to tell someone at school. Well, yeah. I mean, of course. Then that's you just don't raise a shitty fucking kid. They're going to be like, watch Whitney Cummings' kid, dude. The kid is going to be a downer. <laughs> it's going to like. No. Yes. I think it'll probably be pretty fucking funny. I feel like but my kid is going to be the one. Like, Santa's not real at like three and like ruin it for all the other kids. Like, I know that's going to be the case. So I feel like I have to say, like, look, most kids believe in this. Yeah. That's I don't want to lie would, to you. Yes. It's like a super fun mascot. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. He's like, like I said, he's just like a Spider-Man. It's not like you don't. Spider-Man's not fucking real. Yeah. You know, we don't have Gotham City. It's not anywhere on the fucking map. Yeah. Yeah. It also, I mean, it's tricky because then I was like, my dude, I was like, well, then I have to go like, He's he doesn't have to be white. It, like it just gets too weird. Like why is he white? Why is everyone white? All these magical figures. Like Easter Bunny is a little spooky. Also, I remember when I did believe in the Easter Bunny. No, I'm sorry, the Tooth Fairy. Oh yeah, the Tooth Fairy. No, the Tooth Fairy. I would knock out my own teeth. Yeah. Because I wanted to get the money. 
My parents used to leave computer video games under my pillow, which I'm like, that didn't seem good for my neck. But like <laughs> they, they would stick computer games under my pillow instead of uh, money. You had a lot of siblings. I, I had a couple. They which, started running out of. Yeah. yeah which mm-hmm. also that took away some of my Santa magic because then I it was never like Santa's not real. It was like you need to wrap the presents and sign it for Santa for your little brother. And so I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, like you're telling me Santa came in here, wrapped the presents with our wrapping paper. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm wrapping. I know, that. but it's the and same I- wrapping paper as our wrapping paper. Oh, yeah. No, none of the presents were ever from family. It was always from Santa. Oh. Mom never did any. It was always Santa. It wasn't if I'm parents. Doing, I get all the credit. I want my kid. I did all of this. Yes, Sam. No. It's a lot of effort and it's a lot of work and it's your hard earned money that went into that. And so I feel like, and it's like you thought of what they like and stuff. So I think it, it you should get that credit. And it's like, I look at me. I fucking pay attention. I did all of this. I pay attention to you. Uh, but I also would get really <laughs> shitty gifts. Like I literally, my parents would just like wrap up shit from around the house that I, I'm like, my, I know what this is. An Atlantic did, City did mom. Did TikTok exist yeah, when I, you were younger? Yeah, is that why they did it? No, literally. I'd be like, mom, this is my cereal bowl. This has been <laughs> my cereal bowl with my name on it for the past like five years. I don't think Santa gave this to me. <laughs> That's so interesting. I'm glad you asked that because I've like I've I've felt like, oh, I guess I'm just this like bummer of a person. But no. I was lied to so much as a kid. I just want my kid to always be able to come to me yeah. and know if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to lie and say that I do about something. Or if I go, you don't need to know that yet. I agree. That's I, fine. But I'm not going to lie. I agree. That's kind of where I'm at as well. I'm like, Santa, he's not a thing. Mm. We we think he's fun. I still do Christmas. I still do decorations, yeah. you know, but it's just like he's not real. I'm like a Christmas maniac and um, you know, but yeah, but Santa I interesting. Yeah. yeah, you're the Christmas maniac, not Santa. It's okay. fucking you. A couple like like granular questions you're allowed to pass on any of the ones you want. Um, were you worried at all that being married would hurt your career? This is coming from someone that has had that insecurity before and still kind of does. Uh, so no judgments. Yes. Yes. I thought like being married and having a child was going to be a hard choice on my career. But I was at a point to where I was willing to sacrifice my career for that because at that point I had already actually kind of like retired from like boy girl porn mm-hmm. because I wanted to find like the love of my life and I knew I wouldn't find him fucking other guys and still shooting porn so I was like okay I fucking have to quit doing porn so like I quit before I'm like a year or two before I met Pasha and then um I love it when a bitch's plan works (laughs) I love it when a plan works yeah you were just like I mean sad reality that wasn't the initial plan I the goal was to meet a guy while I was shooting and him be fucking chill with it but like that just isn't the reality of it yeah but you were like I need to do this like when I when I see women that are just like in bad relationships like well I'm waiting for the one I'm like you have to make space for the one oh yeah you're not vibrating anything that a man would be attracted to yes. that is unequal for you. Like mm-hmm. you have to make the space. Yeah. Like, you have to be ready for the person when they arrive. You can't start scrambling once they get there. But yes. I love that it just like that worked. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. It was it was really good. So uh but I, I knew it was gonna, you know, like I said, I had retired from boy girl porn. So like I took that that financial hit basically because I was like, all right, I am ready to feel valued and you know, happy in my personal life. I got that gratification from my work life. I have a, su- a successful, sustainable living. So I was willing to forfeit that. So yeah, I did. I did get it. And I, I still took the hit, but now I'm putting my 
endeavors in other places like my agency. So it's like, yeah, maybe I don't make as much doing porn, but now I have an agency that's mm. like now I was maybe making this much and now I'm making this much, but now I have an agency. So it's kind of like back to where it was. I just am putting my eggs in more pots. I love that. And as someone who is an aspiring lesbian, uh, <laughs> No, I, I, I was seeing a girl for a little while, but uh, I mean, a couple of times I know. Did you say, did I read somewhere that you were dating a woman in high school or girl, um, I guess you'd be. No, it wasn't me. Did you I ever. Never, I mean, I never dated a woman. I definitely like entertained women, but I'd never like dated one. Anytime I started to like kind of start talking and whatnot, it just like they always get a little. Look, much dating a woman is it's a lot of voice memos <laughs> i can't do voice memos <laughs> it's like six minute voice memos and this was back when if you if it stopped you had to go all the way to the beginning again <laughs> yeah. this is before they figured that out i mean it's a lot it's a lot but i think a lot of women i know are kind of like i think i'm bi but like i don't really know what to do and like would you recommend like girls that want to get sexual with other girls to like watch porn first? Mm, I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe try try to find some, like, I guess, porn that is more to your style of, like, maybe what you're looking for intimacy-wise. Uh, but um, I think that it could give some helpful things, but, like, a lot of, like, porn shows, like, fucking hardcore finger-banging, and even, like, the girl-on-girl you know, some, sometimes those girls have never had sex with other girls before. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of times where I shot with a girl and it was like her first fucking time with a woman. And I was like, oh, OK, that kind of hurts. But like, I'm filming a video, so I have to pretend that it's like really good. But like, OK, like I need to like coach her a little bit because she does not know what she's doing. Ooh. So like not all lesbian porn is like genuinely like you know, girls that like girls having sex. They're just like, doing an impression of what they think they're supposed to be doing yeah. or what was or what the director's telling to them. them or. Oh, yeah. Or what they think is good, because also they might be doing what a guy fucking did to them. Yeah. And obviously a guy doesn't have a fucking pussy. So he finger bangs it and he <laughs> thinks he knows he's hitting the right things, but he's not. So, like, I feel like maybe, you know, not every porn or porn performer is someone who is in tune with their sexual self. Yeah. So like it is I don't recommend like using porn as your, you know, tool of work. I think maybe explore yourself a little bit more to find out what yeah. you like to send. Think of like mm, maybe what will she like, you know, like. But I think it's also good to have a sense of porn and the spectrum of it because there are a lot of different niches. And you may be with a girl who wants you to choke her and you may be with a girl who doesn't want her to and choke. And if you get that wrong, you go to prison. <laughs> so. so communication <laughs> is key. <laughs> Consent. You get your children taken from you. <laughs> if you have any, yes. <laughs> Can I ask, because I think that like guys can, I think guys are confused too. I think there's a lot of porn out there. Yeah. I think Girls? It's the same fucking thing, you know? You're putting on a show as well. So, like, you're comedy. That's not how you fucking talk to people and everything. <laughs> like, I mean, you might be pretty animated, but I don't know if you're, like, that animated when you're having a conversation with someone. I move more than a porn star on stage. <laughs> Off stage, I'm just a blob. But, yeah, I don't think porn is, like, where you should get your education. I hate when people are, like, porn's bad because you have, like, people have porn addictions. And I'm like, that's that person. Like any fucking addiction is like, are you going to say coffee's bad because people have a, an addiction to it? Or like those, I don't know. I don't know. It's like 
true life is a thing. People have addictions. Yep. It's it's a thing. There's rehabs opening up for cell phone addiction now. I've I mean it's like yeah. major, 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 major. Yeah, it's like it, people have to learn to police themselves. Maybe we don't mm-hmm. need to always police what the product is. No, not in the slightest. Yes. And you know, I'm just curious, like like for guys out there, like what would be like your number one like turn off or something you just like see like oh, that's I think this is fingering like that is oh, one. Well, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> don't do that. Everyone. And then if you're like, ah, uh, and then they'll be like two fingers that you're like, whoa, let me just uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the thing a lot of guys don't understand is that you need to kind of do come hither more. a little bit. Yeah, but in a little softer and. I think, um, I guess, I don't know. I, a lot of people probably say this often. It's like when you're, when a girl is getting close to coming, like don't change whatever don't you're doing. Don't change what you're doing. Don't change Oh my it. God. That's probably oh my the God. worst thing. You, oh my, okay. Not so, only do you ruin the orgasm, you now fucking piss her the fuck off. And now she's shocking. like fucking annoyed with you. And she is like, I'm like, I don't even want some anymore. What is that? I get pissed like not- now let's change position are you out of your mind yeah now you now you want me to try to reach that peak again after getting pissed i have 14 no. veins in my forehead <laughs> you know something is about to happen and you're just gonna stop and go go change your your this playlist yeah. Like, what are you, where are you going? Yeah. Oh, God, that makes me insane. Well, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, maybe they have like a Charlie horse or maybe they have Fuck carpal tunnel. No. <laughs> Fuck no. Fuck that shit. You swallow it like a man and you handle that shit and you have endurance and stamina and you try like your life fucking depends on it. You do it like there's a gun to your head. That's like my life mentality. Ironically, is like, that's the only way I can come is if he has a gun to my head. <laughs> that I, I found that I literally... If I'm about to have an orgasm, I will just say, don't move. Just keep, don't move. Don't change anything you're doing. Like, I have but to yell you it. know, that's a, at least in parenting, that's <laughs> something that I've learned that is not good to do. Because if you, let's say you, uh, you, let's see, hey, let, what can, well, you don't want elbows on the table. You say, you don't say, don't put your elbows on the table. You say, let's keep our hands in our lap. Exactly. Don't say, don't tell them thing not to do. Give them an, a con, a different action yes. that would solve it anyway. Yeah, because when you when you say don't look at that, the first thing I fucking want to do is, is look. look at that. You yes. know, you say, keep your eyes on me. Okay, keep your eyes on. All right. Instead of look over there. That's so genius. Yeah. And I was um, reading, there's this book called Hunt, Gather, Parent that's saying when it comes to like chores and stuff, always let your toddler do chores with you, even if they're making a bigger mess. Oh, yeah. They just want to do what you're doing. Yes. So if they're sweeping, instead of saying, no, 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 I'll do this, you go play. Yeah. Your or team? even if it takes like two hours longer with Emma with her fucking bows every day. We spend like 20 minutes letting her empty all the bows and then we try to put them all back and a lot of times it ends back up. I'm, okay, let's try to put them back. But this is the deal. It's a kid. Yeah. They're figuring out how the world works. They're yeah. trying to understand how long it's going to, how many times they can do it. They're yeah. testing you. They're yeah. like figuring things out. And Laundry th- takes a lot longer, but you let her fucking help. Let her help. <laughs> and then because if you're going, no, no, you go play because you think it'll be faster without them. Then they learn, oh, it's my job to play while mom is working. Yeah. And then when she's eight or 10, you're going to have no chance and you're teaching her it's a chore 
in lieu of play, whereas they'll just see chores as fun playtime. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. My mom did have a good thing with that where it was always like music and fun and dance and cleaning and la la la. So like cleaning was always like a positive. It was almost like a family bonding moment. Nice. And they say don't do charts like this is when you do this chore and this is when you like don't make it homework. Like it's just like part of eating is like doing the dishes. Mm. You know, it's like just as fun of a part. Mm -hmm. I love that. I saw you jerk a guy off with your feet who's uncircumcised. Now, I... <laughs> Sorry, that's a weird segue. I have been with guys that have been uncircumcised. I, I, I'm having a boy and I'm... All, Don't circumcise them. I'm all over the place on it. Don't do it. One, I think it's like just like an extra worry for you as well as like that's like a little baby surgery I but see that I would never the cutting I would never do there's already so much research in of saying how tra- uh, traumatizing that is yeah. on the baby for a litany of reasons it desensitizes does all these things yeah My- listen for Emma even just like when we we're at the hospital they had to fucking do a blood prick on her feet to you know check Ugh. the blood they had to fuck it and she's crying and it was so sad and then like one time because we're still learning was like she got a really bad diaper rash and it was oh, like honey. It was so sad to, to like wipe her little butt and her be crying and she was so sad. And it was like if I had a little boy and I did that surgery, I would be so sad. And like, well, like it would just it's sad for them to be in all that little pain and like and just they're unnecessarily. They're, they're associating it with you. They're just going like this is something's happening under your watch. They're saying that now. And look, I'm half Jewish. I'm allowed to do this, which is like, you know, because, you know, that's obviously very important in the Jewish culture is like showing that, um, uh, you know, men that were circumcised have issues with women. Mm. The the two things I will say, number one, there is like now like a ring, I guess you can do that just dissolves it a little bit and it's supposed to not hurt. I need to do more research on it. But the argument a friend of mine made, which is like, it's a big, it's like a lot to process. I've had, you know, both my parents in nursing homes. So I'm kind of like, it resonated a little bit, which was one of the biggest issues in uh, when men get older in nursing homes is infections if they're uncircumcised. My mom, when she was in nursing homes, got really bad UTIs and would get sick all the time. And mm. like, so yeah, they're not cleaning your uncircumcised dick when you're in a nursing home. It's kind of weird to be like, I'm going to do this now so that when yeah. you're 80 and you're in a nursing home, you don't get a dick infection. Yeah. But like that is one of my friends made. She was like, I didn't want to do it. It was horrifying. She has two boys. She was like, it was my nightmare. And then I was like reading about that. And I was like, I don't want my. Yeah. I mean, I do know that there are men who will get a lot of like even like yeast infections. And a lot of times the fix is to like get a C-section or a C-section, a fucking uh, uh Circumcision, Sir, adult circumcision. Yeah, I hear they. I, I haven't heard it. Uh, one that's of uh, one that's gone great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I no, just have no. friends that have two friends that have done it, and you know, doing it as an adult must be pretty. Yeah. Traumatic. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine doing it as an adult, but yeah, I've I've heard of that being a thing, but yeah. like I'm also just kind of I don't know, pro- and educate proper hygiene. Yeah. Well, that have that's, like a really good like hygiene flow and routine from such a really How young age. How hard is age. it to clean a baby dick? They're like a thimble. Yeah, I don't They're like think, we have uh, to do it to make sure it stays clean. I'm like, I got that. I got time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah. But even like I think as they get older, it's like trying to establish a really like healthy, like hygiene routine, then maybe mm. it would just resonate to them their whole life. And even when they are old and 80, they're like, no, you better fucking yeah. clean my dick really fucking good. <laughs> I don't care that I'm 80. You fucking clean my dick. Like there'll be a lot Musk will invented some some invisible yeah. dick cleaner by then. Yeah, that's what fucking 80 years from now. Like that's 
I'm sure it'll be figured and out. And then my guy friends, they're like, don't let him know, man. Like, it still feel weird and it's ugly. And I'm like, dude, I- What's ugly? No, that's what I'm saying. I've been with uncircumcised guys. Like, it it's easier to give hand jobs, actually. Yes. It's way easier. You don't feel like you're bombing or like- Yeah, getting rosacea. super dry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to be like- in a movie theater like an animal <laughs> and it it's kind of it, there's really no difference otherwise I mean when it's not hard it has a little bit of like it gives a little yam energy but it's like fine yeah but I don't yeah I I honestly think that it's kind of stupid for anyone to think that it's like ugly or blah 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 blah, blah. like vaginas aren't like they're not universal. Yeah. It's it's not universal. And so for, like for someone with a vagina to be like, I don't want any extra skin flapping around feels a little <laughs> bit like throwing stone. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like it's like our gen, our genitalia is like it's not universal. They're all different shapes and sizes or whatever. And I just think that like having the foreskin is like how the dick is supposed to be. We don't do any like weird vaginal things or whatever. We don't need to do it anymore because of the hygiene purposes and whatnot. So I don't know. I think that it's just kind of like just like, I don't know, weird to do. There's so many men who don't have a circumcised penis and yeah. they're fucking fine. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. I I think it also, to an extent, depends on like what the father is because like my husband's not circumcised. So if we had a baby, we wouldn't have him circumcised so that yeah. they're like the fucking same. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he's yeah. not like, why is dad like this? And I'm like this and, yeah. like, and, and whatnot. And like Pasha knows how to like clean himself. He knows what it's like. And so there's that because like I've had a director who was talking to me about his son and his son, he was having to tell his son, he has to like pull his foreskin back and basically like masturbate more so that he can pull his foreskin back while he's erect because it, it was being painful to pull the foreskin back because you have to stretch it as the penis grows. You have to be able to pull it back and make sure it's stretching. So you, you have to practice like care on it as well. And encourage like masturbation and pulling back and that you're you're getting erect to an extent you know so it's like um my husband has the experience of and he remembers it right. being painful at one point and having to like stretch his skin so like he has that knowledge so he knows how to parent his his son but a guy who hasn't had right, right. he's already had a circumcision he's not going to understand how to parent that and maybe make sure you talk to your fellow guy friends oh, about that's like so true I can't like ask one of my guy friends I like, was so happy when the yeah. director was telling me about this because I was like I would have no I idea I would never have known why that why would I know by the way thank god we don't know how <laughs> eight year old babies dicks work right? this is I a mean, good yeah. thing Yes, but as a parent, you yeah. know, I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Because if I have a little boy I and I, I know that I will not have a C-section. I keep saying C-section. Yeah. A circumcision. You have PTSD. You have trauma. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> but I wouldn't have a circumcision. And so I would have to know how to, like, properly care and raise and make sure that he knows and it does its thing that it's supposed to do. Like, Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot to think about. It is. It is a lot. I always said to myself, I was like, I, I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. Like it's it's, you know, I think there's a lot of things we keep doing because we've kind of already always done it. And, you know, yes. Were there anything? Last question about um, 
childbirth, was there anything in the hospital? Like, I know there's those eye drops, like those vitamin K drops. Like, there's some things that people are like, you can do, you can't do. It's just been something we've been doing forever. I'm always curious, like, what are we doing today? Yeah, we're we'll... still, we're doing the eye drops so that they don't go blind for something. So I'm like, okay, fucking, yeah, do yeah, that. That's because, easy. yeah, why? Medicine, amazing. <laughs> so uh, we did that and we did, what was the other one? Uh, there's also something a friend of mine was like, if you have a, a C-section, you're in for a couple of days. You, they don't need to take the baby every day to get a bath. Like they can oh, do no, one. Emma, yeah, I, I made sure there was no baths. Um, um, we actually gave Emma our first bath, I think like in the sink because she ended up pooping herself. So we Aww. were like, OK, we're going to give her a fucking bath or whatever. And so um, but yeah, you can like be like really I, there's like this whole thing I can send it to you like this mama natural. She's a little too natural for me, but there are certain things in the, in her book and like little lists of like she had this great list, which I didn't realize was even a fucking thing. But it's like to have students or not have students like one of my friends didn't say to not have students. And so there were students observing. Nope. Yes. No, you wouldn't fucking think that you have to nope. say that. No. But you do. Of course not. Yeah. There's of like not. weird little things like that where it's like you that's kind of like the stuff in your birth plan that you have printed out where you're like, OK, you make sure you don't do this. There are definitely no students. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you definitely like don't do this or yes. whatever. Some of the other things you're like, if you need a fucking end up in a C-section, fine. But like. You're definitely not ever getting a student in here while you're C-sectioning me. Not dude. Yeah. You're all on Roxy if you think I'm going to have <laughs> students witnessing my birth. I mean, someone has to be a doctor at some point. Yeah, but there's YouTube videos for that. <laughs> VR. There's got to be a better solution. Cadavers. What a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. Oh, I like you too. You're just so, you're so clear. You're oh, so like, you. like. I don't I mean, I'm just I'm I'm enamored by you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think you're really awesome. I was super stoked to like learn about you and like OFTV presented you as like a opportunity type of thing. I was like, I can meet this person. She's a tangible human. Who is this woman? Oh my God. No, um, it's been really cool because I feel like, you know, as a comedian, I don't know if it's just female comic, but you kind of always got to go like, all right, am I going to be able to tour forever? Like, I've always had kind of a business brain, too, and want to yeah. do other things, and I want to create shows, and I want to, like, do this merch line. I want to do all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, Joan Rivers was one comedian. You know, she had QVC stuff, and she had jewelry, but I feel like there's a little bit, like, you know, in in your space, there's so much more, like, let me start an agency. Let me have a yeah. doll. Let me, like, do this other thing. And, like, you got, like, there's just such a, like, a the opportunities are endless, you know, type of thing. And that's the goal. I want to think more like that. Yeah. As a, as a comedian, you know, yeah. I don't think anyone wants a mold of my vagina. <laughs> you would be surprised. You, <laughs> you should actually reach out to fucking fleshlight. You know what? I might do it. That would be so cool. Or it should just be my mouth. Because men probably want me to shut up so much that they could they just... They have them. They yeah. have the mouth ones. Like put a dick in Whitney's you mouth. You have a really nice mouth too. Thank so. you. I was actually thinking about that. She has like, she probably gives really good blowjobs. She has like a nice big mouth. <laughs> I was like, Shane Diesel would love that mouth. I have big teeth though too. I mean... You know, I'll tell you what. Some people... Shane Diesel would like that. Who's that? How do you not know Shane Diesel? <laughs> I don't know Shane Diesel. You've probably seen his penis before. Is he so, Is it the one with the birthmark? Oh, I don't that's know. James Dean, right? Oh, he's a, Shane Diesel's a, Shane, a black gentleman. Shane Diesel was he a magician? What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought he was. I saw him do magic one time. Oh, that's Vin Diesel. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't fit his. You fit it in your mouth. 
<laughs> I mean, the fact that the movies make that much money is nothing short of magic. Okay, I'm going to be doing some Google. Yeah, I don't think I could fit his... I fit it in mine. Penis in my mouth. I think you could. What's the... Uh, 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 dread. Best... Oh, I thought you were going to say biggest. I was like, big, biggest dread. I've heard all about dread. <laughs> yeah. Ever since I've been working with OnlyFans TV, all I hear about is dread. Yeah. I, dread and Kegels are always in the same sentence. Oh, ke- like doing Kegel Kegels. exercise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, have you done okay. Kegel? I mean, I guess you didn't have uh, birth vaginally. So have oh, you but I to- did the Kegel thing before or whatever. <laughs> I, I, that was what I was telling you. There's this ther- the pelvic floor therapist that I was going to recommend to you. Why does um, it have to be called pelvic floor? I don't know. But I will say I have this horrible hip pain and I couldn't get rid of it. Couldn't massage it out. It was a muscle that was inside my vagina that she had to push on on like the inside of like my leg kind of. And after she would massage that on the inside, I would get the relief that I was looking for. I am feel like I have pains in the weirdest places. And I'm it's like, is probably... this an abortion or a fart? I never know what's happening. <laughs> you should you probably need to like massage like the muscles that are inside your vagina that like are connected to your legs and shit. Yeah, it's interesting. Dread available. <laughs> Are you available? Um, you're such a dream. Oh, you're let's, a dream. Thank you so much for having me. Let's talk about an OnlyFans me. TV show idea. Yes, please. So good. Yeah. So good. I end these super awkwardly. Don't ride elephants. I love you guys. <laughs> hey. 